to the Elemental Evan Show. Super excited to have everybody here today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Today we are going to be covering part two of the Mushroom Masterclass. Today's episode is called Rishi, the Queen of Medicinal Mushrooms. And this one is going to be super awesome. Rishi has a ton of research done on it as well as historical use and just so so many benefits to it and i'm really excited to share this one with you guys but before we delve into this i just wanted to check in with everybody and just kind of see how everyone's doing uh i also just wanted to bring to your attention to always make sure to check in with yourself see how you're feeling throughout the week if ever you feel a little run down take some time to tune in with your body and see maybe why you're run down or if there's something you can do to make yourself feel a little more energized or just to take care of your body better because your body's always talking to you and it's just our job to listen. So wanted to check in with everybody on that. And aside from that, just wanted to give you guys an update on the elimination diet that Ashley and I have been doing. So we are done with week three now and we are almost ready to start reintroducing foods into our diet. However, I almost had such a bad mishap. Um, finally went to the movies for the first time since uh, COVID happened, which is crazy to think about. I actually didn't go to the movies that often, but definitely more often than, I don't know, what has it been like two years probably. So yeah, that was really crazy. Um, cool experience to finally be in the movie theaters, but man, I was uh, about to uh, delve into some popcorn and then Ashley kindly reminded me, hey, we can't have that. And first thing I said was, oh, yeah, it's got butter on it. No, <laughs> it's corn, because uh, that's one of the six foods that's eliminated. So it's corn, dairy, soy. Um, uh, why am I on brain front right now? Yeast, gluten, and I'm, I think I'm missing another one. But whatever, you guys get the point. Corn's in there. And yeah, so luckily I had my savior there, Ashley, to keep me from messing up this whole, like, three weeks of uh, clean eating. So anyways, everything's been super good though. I'm feeling great and I'm really excited to reintroduce these foods back in and get a better idea of which ones have been causing any issues for me. Also on that note, I'm actually going to be doing what is my second Viome test, which is a gut intelligence test. So they take a stool sample of yours and they analyze what kind of bacteria you have in your gut and they can determine what foods are actually really good for you and also really bad for you um, based on the bacteria you have and their ability to break down those foods. Uh, it's very interesting as well. This one has a, um, a blood test as well. So I'm not really sure what they're fully going to test on that. I need to do a little bit more reading. But when I do that and I get my results back, I will definitely keep you guys updated and let you know. Okay. Moving on with our show, I love, love, love this mushroom. Um, 
I don't know if it's the one I take the most, but it is up there. It's right up there with Lion's Mane, which is my uh, second favorite, or maybe my most favorite mushroom. Um, but Rishi, I take this literally five or six nights out of the week, which, by the way, I do take this one at nighttime. It is okay to take it during the daytime, but I prefer it at night because it has sleep benefits. Uh, however, Rishi is known as the queen, so whereas Shaga is known as the king, this is obviously just because Rishi does so many different things, uh, you know, beneficially in your body. Um, oh, by the way, Rishi, this is spelt R-E-I-S-H-I, uh, just in case you look this up to try to purchase it. Now, Rishi originates from Asia. Uh, more specifically, uh, they believe it originated from a mountain range called the Chengbai Mountains. Uh, not all the way up in the snowy parts of the mountains, but rather the more temperate uh, forested areas. And the Chengbai Mountains are located in northern China, as well as North Korea, part of North Korea. And to this day, the mushroom, uh, Rishi mushroom is mainly grown in parts of Asia. However, you can grow it in other parts of the world. Um, and also this mushroom, much like the shaga mushroom, grows on a tree. And it grows on deciduous trees. Don't know if anybody knows what that is. It's a tree that sheds their leaves annually. Um, if you knew that and you're not a botanist, then I don't know, you must be really good at Jeopardy or something because that's a really random fact that I didn't know about today, till today. But anyways, yeah. So they grow on trees. They look a little bit more traditional like a mushroom, except for the fact that they don't look like an umbrella where the stem comes up right in the middle and then like an umbrella kind of, you know, mushroom top. Um, but it does have somewhat of a mushroom look to it as it comes off of the tree. They're typically um, a reddish or brown color, uh, depending on the species. And yeah, they are also super hard like the shaga mushroom. So they are not something that you would just bite right into. There's something that you're going to process or make into a powder form or a tincture of the sort. And yeah, so that's how it's consumed. Now, this mushroom has a Chinese name, which when they translate it into English, has multiple different names, I guess. Uh, but to provide you with those names, they are um, the Elixir of Immortality or mushroom of immortality or divine mushroom or magic fungus which i think there's a little bit more magical fungi out there but that's okay we'll we'll let it slide um anyways in china back in the day this was a mushroom that was typically only enjoyed by the highest of chinese nobility uh so a very noble mushroom here so you can feel super noble as you consume it um, now, the first textual mentions of Rishi date back to the Han Dynasty, okay, taking you back to social studies here, uh, and that was over 2,000 years ago. Now, when, uh, so that was when Chinese healers actually discovered um, the medicinal properties, per se, and uh, now that's not to say that it was only known up to 2,000 years ago. They actually believe that it was known much longer than even the 2000 years ago. That was just the first uh, mention of it in a text uh, because it has been found in ancient carvings, paintings, as well as actually featured on furniture. Now, I'm not sure if they actually put real Rishi mushrooms on the furniture or just like carved it, but whatever. You got some 
mushroom-looking furniture. Uh, and so anyways, one of the first texts to actually document Rishi and its medicinal benefits was called the, oh God, Shen Nong Ben Kao Jing. <laughs> Definitely said that wrong. Um, anyways, it stated that the Rishi mushroom has therapeutic properties, anti-aging effects, tonifying effects, strengthening cardiac function, uh, enhancing vital energy, and increasing memory capability. Uh, this mushroom has been used ever since that time, uh, especially in China, Korea, Japan, as a medicinal mushroom uh, for many different ailments. And now, you know, fast forward to today, we have all the Western, you know, quote unquote, Western science that's catching up with it. And they are running tons of experiments on it. And there is a lot of promising information coming out. So we are going to cover six different health benefits of reishi. And I figured it was only proper to start with the fact that reishi may help you live longer, being that it is, after all, the elixir of immortality. So let's kick this off with a study. In a study published in Bioorganic and Medicinal Chemistry in 2009, they found that the polysaccharides, which polysaccharides are a long chain, like long chains of carbohydrates. Uh, so these polysaccharides found in the reishi mushroom had life expanding properties. Boom, right there. So <laughs> there you have it. It's uh, really great for making you live longer. Uh, just kidding. We got much more to go into. Uh, okay, so these polysaccharides were linked to boosting the immune system and preventing abnormal blood vessel formations that could lead to life-threatening cancerous growths once again coming back to the whole cancer thing uh, a lot of these mushrooms are actually going to have a lot of properties that help with you know combating cancer or preventing cancer or um you know, specifically attacking certain cancerous kinds of cells. So uh, this is going to be a common theme coming up. And it's just really incredible, honestly, the fact that there's a lot of research coming up on this. And it's really fascinating for me to actually read these studies, even though they're pretty dull. Um, but they have really cool information in them. So anyways, uh, Rishi, also like the Shaga mushroom, is known to have high levels of antioxidants. Now, remember, why are antioxidants helpful? because they eliminate free radicals in the body. And these free radicals are responsible for speeding up the aging process. Now, one of the reasons why free radicals are responsible for speeding up the aging process is because they actually um, tend to shorten your telomeres. Okay, telomeres. This is so fascinating to me and so incredible that I think you guys are really, 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 really going to love this. So, what is a telomere is what you're probably get asking. Okay, a telomere is kind of like a cap on the end of your chromosomes. And its main function is to just keep that chromosome from becoming uh, quote unquote frazzled and damaged. Now, a good way to think about this is like, think of your shoestring. And at the end of the shoestring, there's that little plastic tip on it, right? And that literally keeps it from becoming frazzled and damaged, right? So that you can tie your shoes and stick it through the little shoelace holes properly. I mean, have you ever tried to stick a shoelace without the end of the little, you know, little plastic thing on the end through one of those shoelace holes? It's like the most difficult thing. It is ah, such a headache. 
Um, anyways, continuing on. So yeah, that's how you can think of a telomere is kind of that little plastic piece. Now, the reason that's important is because that little telomere at the end, it, like I said, it's going to protect the chromosome from becoming frazzled or damaged, which is going to impact the ability of the chromosome to replicate its DNA. So what happens when the cell divides? Each time that cell divides, so do the telomeres. And each time the telomeres divide, they become actually shorter. Now, the shortening of the telomere actually acts as a clock for the cell. Uh, yeah, like a chronological clock for the cell to um, determine how many times it can divide without losing the important DNA in the chromosome. Um, so like I said, you know, these telomeres are protecting the uh, chromosome so that their DNA stays protected. But every time they're dividing, they're shortening, right? Well, eventually, these telomeres can become so short that the cell can no longer divide, which at this, you know, quote unquote, critical length, the cells are triggered to actually die through a process called apoptosis, or also known as programmed cell death. This is what is believed to cause aging and ultimately leads to the process of, well, dying. So, <laughs> super, super important, um, which by the way, actually, how we age and why we age is not a 100% totally known, but we do know that telomeres have something to do with it. Because obviously, your cells are constantly dividing and creating, you're creating new cells all the time. So uh, the ability for them to divide and replicate is absolutely crucial for your survival. And if they are not able to do that, well, you're obviously going to die. So that's why telomeres are so amazing, because you can actually determine someone's biological age as opposed to your chronological age which is literally just how long you've been alive you know how many times you've been around the sun basically but your biological age can be either younger or older than your chronological age and we're actually able to determine what your biological age is off of your the length of your telomeres so having long telomeres is super important and apparently by consuming reishi you are going to be eliminating these free radicals, which are one of the causes of shortening telomeres. There is also some evidence out there, although I didn't find too many good sources, so I didn't really want to, um, you know, fully include this. But basically, there's just some belief that Rishi actually can also help to lengthen the telomeres, which is extremely obviously important because that could increase your biological age thus keeping you from aging, thus the elixir of immortality. Now, telomeres, on that note, this is really, really interesting, but telomeres in cancer cells, they have a more infinite capacity for cell division. Uh, so one of the important changes that they make is they keep their telomeres long. So these cancerous uh, cells, right? They have long telomeres and they keep them long so that the molecular clock that a normal cell would have disappears. And these cells are able to just continuously keep dividing, even though they should technically end at the end of their, you know, their lifespan when that telomere would shorten. Uh, and so this is one of the ways in which cancer actually tricks the cells, trick the body to think that they should still keep on replicating. 
it's really, really interesting. Um, just everything around cancer. Uh, you know, I, I've also heard of it as being kind of a cut off part of the body that is not able to signal correctly to the rest of the body. And then it feels isolated and continues growing. And yeah, it's a whole other topic, probably gonna need a whole other podcast for it. But anyways, I just thought that was super interesting. So Rishi really truthfully does have properties that help you keep from aging and can keep you looking nice and young and beautiful. <laughs> Alrighty, moving on. Okay, so number two, anti-cancer properties. So Rishi mushrooms have been shown to prevent the development of cancer and eliminate existing cancer cells in the body, according to a study published in 2010 in the pharmacological reports. Now, in another study, bioactive compounds in Rishi were found to seek out and eradicate existing cancerous cells within the body. That means Rishi straight up going in there and selectively just taking out these other cancerous cells. That is so awesome. I mean, talk about having, like, I don't know, just hiring like these hitmen to go in and take care of these cancerous cells. It's incredible. Um, really, really, this one was awesome for me to hear the fact that, you know, some things just prevent the cancer, but this one actually is showing that it can go in and freaking start taking out the cells. So yeah, really, really cool. And I, I liked that study. Uh, on that note, it's been found that reishi, or specifically ganoderic acid, or ganoderic acid, I'm not really sure how to say that, but it's a substance whose only no known natural source is actually reishi, and uh, this acid was found to specifically target carcinoma cells, which if you aren't familiar, carcinoma is a type of cancer that starts in cells um, that make up your skin or uh, the tissue lining your organs, things like that. Um, anyways, and so it was known to target these carcinoma cells and destroy them while also inhibiting the growth of cancerous lung cells. It has also been found to halt the migration of breast and prostate cancer cells, along with reducing tumor invasiveness. Now, that's super incredible because, as we know, breast cancer and prostate cancer are super prominent. Um, I read a study that said one one in every eight women in the U.S. are um, diagnosed with breast cancer. So that's freaking mind-blowing um, and really important because this is kind of showing that Rishi has some promise in reducing uh, or halting the migration of the breast and prostate cancer, which is really important because um, breast cancer can be a very, very quick-spreading uh, cancer. So yeah, really, really important. Now, one more thing on the answer, anti-cancer properties. So in a 2018 publication by Scientific Reports, they found that the reishi extract inhibited tumor growth without causing liver or kidney toxicity, nor bone marrow, marrow suppression. That is so freaking huge because as we know with a lot of pharmaceutical drugs, right, like over-counter drugs that you're given for, well, kind of anything, they tend to have a lot of side effects, and a lot of the times they actually have a really bad side effect on your liver and kidneys, because what are the um, functions of the liver and kidneys? Well, mainly it's to process and cleanse the body, right? So what ends up happening is a lot of these pharma pharmaceutical drugs, when they're being processed by the body, they can really take a toll on your liver and kidneys. So what this is saying is that 
you know, you're you're technically getting this inhibition of tumor growth, but with no side effects. So that's amazing. Okay, moving on with this because I could take forever. Uh, we're gonna get to number three here. So another part that is so cool about Rishi is it may help regenerate the liver. This is so cool because I don't know if I've already mentioned this, but my dad has had liver problems here recently. And you best believe I have already got the guy on a blend of mushrooms. Um, I picked him up a super blend by Four Sigmatic. And yeah, I got that guy going on it because it's so good for him and helps him in so many different ways. So anyways, all right, back to it Re uh, with regenerating the liver. So the same triterpenes that were found to have anti-cancer properties appear to aid in the release of free radicals and promote liver cell regeneration. And we know this is great because one of the major jobs of the liver, as I just said, is to eliminate toxins, right? This is really important. Your liver is so, so important, you guys, and it does a lot of work for your body. So taking care of it is huge. I'm actually going to be doing a liver cleanse that was taught to me by my yoga teacher. It was a uh, type of Kriya which is a, kind of like a cleanse. And it's going to be super interesting when I am doing it. I'll let you know. But just a quick snippet, it's going to contain um, a three-day fast, which I have actually never done a three-day fast. I've gone 24 hours and I think a little over. So yeah, going to be super interesting. But continuing on. So yeah, the liver is so, so important, guys. And these triterpenes found in the reishi mushroom are showing the ability to really just promote the health of your liver overall and what's really important here guys is i was reading that there was a study done on different um reishi mushroom products to find the basically just how potent they were and how true they were and in, in saying what they contained well it turned out that the mushrooms that contained primarily just mycelium or at least you know 50 percent mycelium or something of that sort they actually didn't have any triterpenes in them, or if they did, it was in very, very small doses. Yet the ones with fruiting bodies were much more likely to actually have those triterpenes in them. This is just once again explaining why it's so important to purchase high quality mushrooms. And on that point, fruiting body. Read the back of your label, make sure it's saying fruiting body, because if, if it doesn't say that, well, you're kind of just buying rice powder at that point. So moving on, number four, neuroprotective properties. Now, I had to include this because there was quite a bit of research on this one, but I actually really want to save the neuroprotective properties for the next mushroom, which I'll just give you a little hint, is my favorite. It's lion's mane. So uh, lion's mane is huge with the brain. Trust me, I'll be spending a lot of time on it in the next podcast. But on that note, Rishi does have neuroprotective effects uh, in a study done on rodents, which could be huge regarding research on Alzheimer's disease. Uh, it was found that the Rishi extracts supported the production of nerve growth factor, which is a protein that is vital for healthy neurological function. So just take a minute to already think about all those four things I just said. You've got longevity, you've got anti-cancer, regeneration of the liver, 
neuroprotective properties. I mean, those four things alone are so crazy and impactful and beneficial that if you aren't taking this bad boy, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, but seriously, really, really include at least one of these mushrooms into your um, not everyday uh, practice or rituals, but you know, a couple times a week would be really beneficial. Okay, moving on to number five. So we're almost there. Boost the immune system. If this one wasn't already known, well, here it is. So yeah, most of these mushrooms actually boost your immune system, but still worth noting because the reishi mushroom is just incredible. So a study published in the International Journal of Medicinal Mushrooms in 2002 found that the immunomodulating substances in reishi, such as triterpenoids, proteins, and polysaccharides like beta-D-glucans, increase mitogenicity. Ay, ay, ay. Mitogenicity. I can't speak, you guys. Mitogenicity, uh, which is cell reproduction. Yeah, that's much easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it increased cell production and activation of immune cells such as T-cells, macrophages, and natural killer cells, thus supporting an effective immune response. Look, guys, this is a time in our lives where having a healthy immune system is of the utmost importance right now. You need to be taking care of your health. Now, obviously taking these mushrooms are going to help support your immune system, but guys, remember there is no replacement for a healthy diet and lifestyle. That is your main go-to primary concern. Take care of what you're eating on the daily and what you're doing on the daily. Then support it with these mushrooms and other kind of supplements that can help. But your first concern needs to be primarily your day-to-day -day eating and lifestyle. But on that note, there is still a lot of research and there's some really cool stuff that Rishi does with your immunity. So in another study published in the Phytochemistry Journal in 2002, found that several of the polysac polysaccharides in Rishi exhibited immunostimulating activity that is, that it was found to rapidly increase the number of white blood cells. Boom. You kidding me, dude? White blood cells is like this. It's just crazy. It's like completely kicking your immune system into gear. Um, Rishi has also been shown to regulate the release of histamines, which this is a really cool one because this may help alleviate or lessen unpleasant allergy symptoms. So, okay, I don't know about you guys, but... I definitely went through like a year or two where I had these crazy seasonal allergies where I practically couldn't even breathe through my nose the whole night. It was miserable, miserable. I wake up with my mouth completely dried out. Like think about like SpongeBob when homeboy would like hop out the water and he's freaking all dried up and he's got his like shriveled up tongue. That was my mouth. It was crazy. It was horrible. Um, anyways, <laughs> Too much info, but anyways, okay. So Rishi has been shown to regulate the release of histamines, okay? So histamines, uh, that's, okay, actually let me, sorry, let me back up a little bit. So seasonal allergies are typically caused by your body um, releasing a flood of these histamines. Now, uh, when, and, and it'll be released when you come in contact with, typically, you know, for seasonal allergies, it's a harm, harmless substance like pollen, 
Um, but your your immune system identifies it as a foreign invader that must be destroyed. So they release the histamines. However, Rishi is actually able to regulate how many histamines or how much histamines are being released at one time and can kind of cut that back a little bit so that it's going to alleviate the uh, the symptoms of your allergies. Now, I'm not saying this is going to totally cure your allergies here, but it's totally worth trying and just seeing if it has some effect on you. Now, on that note, make sure if you are going to try this out, don't just take Rishi for one day and expect you to experience a whole change in your lifestyle and how you feel um, with all of these mushrooms and any you know um, plant medicine really it takes time you need to be consistent you need to take this every single day you know whatever the recommended amount is and over the period of weeks you will then start to notice it the great thing is you're going to have zero side effects like the other uh, pharmaceutical drugs right so and guys also remember I am not a licensed medical professional. These are all my recommendations and my opinions, okay? I'm just backing them up with some science here, and this is what I found to be true as well with myself when I try out these different products. But as always, contact a medical physician for uh, making sure this is right for you. But anyways, on that note, still in my opinion, I believe that if you do have seasonal allergies, Go get yourself some reishi, try this out, see what happens for you. Personally, if I had known this back at the time when I was having those allergies, I would have been all over the reishi because it was ridiculous. Yeah, SpongeBob out of water for sure. Okay, moving on, last one. We've got number six, and that is the reason why I take it at night, and that is because it helps improve my sleep quality. Reishi is super, super awesome. Uh, for taking right before bed. So I actually typically take a uh, a mixture of magnesium as well as reishi right before bed. Um, well, not right before bed, usually about an hour and a half before bed because remember, your body's gonna digest these foods or medicinal properties and it's gonna take time for it to take its effect. So if it doesn't, um, if you're taking these, you know, like right before you go to sleep, well, don't expect to just fall asleep right away. It's going to uh, take some time. So anyways, Rishi has been shown to greatly improve sleep quality and decrease late sleep latency, meaning the amount of time it takes to actually fall asleep. And it's also been shown to increase the amount of, uh, amount of time that you stay asleep. So this is really cool because, you know, personally, I've, I don't really have an issue with sleeping. It's rather I try to get the most out of my sleep. So I want to try to make sure that I am having super good quality sleep because I'm very fortunate actually in not having an issue with falling asleep because there's a lot of people with uh, sleep issues nowadays. And a lot of it is related to just kind of the lifestyles that we live. But nonetheless, people are having a really hard time sleeping and that's a serious, serious issue. Um, And on that note, I can't say Rishi necessarily makes me feel tired because I naturally just get tired around the same time every night. Um, And if I stay up past that time, then I get this weird second wind. But nonetheless, I do notice that when I do take Rishi, it really, really does give me just that full night's sleep feeling when I wake up the next morning to where 
you get up and it's you're not really groggy like you really feel like you got well rested um and that's really beneficial to me so uh that's one of the main reasons why i take it at nighttime um i also take it because of all the other properties that it has but that is the main reason why i take it you know an hour and a half before my bedtime so guys, that wraps up the episode of Rishi, the queen of the mushrooms, the elixir of immortality. Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and found a lot of good quality content in it. I love these mushrooms. They're freaking incredible. So I'm so happy to bring this to you. Um, as I said, the next one is going to be on Lion's Mane. So that's going to be part three of this four-part series. And on that note, I also just wanted to give you guys a cool little fact here. And that is that it's estimated that we share roughly 50% of our DNA with fungi. Okay, why is that important? Well, it's important because it's believed that this makes mushrooms much more bioavailable for humans. So meaning that when you consume the mushrooms, it's easier for your body to break them down and to assimilate the um, components of the mushroom into your body, which is really cool because that means it's less work on your digestive system and your body as a whole. Uh, also on that note, this means that humans are more closely related to mushrooms than mushrooms are related to plants. I don't know, sounds a little weird, but that is what I found on the interweb. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, um, there's a lot of research backing up that we have, yeah, 50% of our DNA shared with fungi. So pretty crazy to think about. Uh, I also heard this thing saying that that's also why uh, mushrooms can tend to have a meteor feel to them, which I don't know if that's totally true, but I have had some really, really good um, mock, you know, meat that was literally just an oyster mushroom. Uh, it was actually down in Cusco, Peru. If you've ever been there, go try out like a vegan or vegetarian restaurant and get the oyster mushroom. Uh, I, I don't know if they would call it a meat or whatever, but it's freaking bomb. So yeah, give it a try. <laughs> uh, on that note, guys, that's it for this episode. And once again, Thank you guys so much. It's so, I, I can't even explain the feeling when I receive, um, you know, shout outs on your guys' stories or messages from you guys just saying uh, that you enjoyed the episode or, um, you know, commenting on maybe, you know, needing a little bit more clarification or anything like that. It's just been really, really incredible. So thank you guys so much for that. It means the world to me. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe so that you know whenever my new episodes are released, which, by the way, they are always released on a Monday, but it's nice to get that little notification. So please subscribe. If you're able to, please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And yeah, and shout me out, guys, anytime. Like, I, I absolutely love to see that. So that's really, really cool. And also, if any of you guys have health concerns or you've ever been curious about maybe uh, losing a little weight or improving your health overall, please reach out to me. I would love to work with you guys. And it's, yeah, it's truly my passion. So I enjoy your guys' attention and the love that you guys give. It's just incredible. Um, once again, I just send all of you my love and gratitude so, so much. And thank you guys so much. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And yeah, go kick some butt, guys. Alrighty, you know how it goes. Peace.
This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.